0: Wow, it's a Thursday and the Beps here. This is new. How are you guys going on this fine Thursday evening? Miller? I
1: I love Thursdays. Thursdays are so much better when there's no football on from my point of view. Because you don't have to kind of... There's no mad scramble of trying to work out if you're going to have a VC and who you're putting your emergencies on and working out who's in the teams and then fucking something up at the last minute. You can just like browse the teams all night and see what's going on and and screw around with your your predictions and your trades, and that's great.
0: I firmly disagree. What do you think about Thursday night footy or the lack of, Nug?
2: Yeah, I think there's a bit of a hole in in what I would consider the weekend without Thursday night footy. In in my eyes, another night with footy makes uh, work that next day just that little bit easier.
1: I think Monday night footy would be good. Thursday night I could do without.
2: Couldn't disagree more. You're back.
1: Yeah, I I
0: don't like hate the concept of Monday night footy, but I just think the problem is you you would never get anyone to the game. But Thursday night—that's the
1: problem. Yeah,
0: and that's also the problem with Thursday night. But
1: yeah, like with the rugby league's always got Monday night footy. And when I was in Canberra, the pubs would be packed on Mondays for people watching Monday night rugby. <laughs> oh, really?
0: Yeah. What uh, well, else
2: to do in Canberra? That's true. I'll give with that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, probably not much else, as you said. Uh, well, yeah, anyway, we're an AFL fantasy podcast, and that was a, we went on an interesting tangent there. So uh, how do you guys go? Well, in life, first of all, Naga, you've had a bit of a uh, troublesome week. Tell us what's happened, mate.
2: Yeah, so Monday night basketball tends to be a common theme in, in this pod is is Doe and I review our Monday night basketball. This week we were playing a team full of chumps. They were probably 14, 15 years old. Taking the piss. We were up by 40 or so. I drive. I drive right. Bang! There goes the knee. here a pop. I'm done for the game. Um. So yeah, no good. I, I've got to get some scans next week to find out what it is. Hopefully, no ACL. But um, signs are looking promising for that. But yeah, still, still no good.
1: Wait, didn't you guys lose the grand final like last week?
2: How yeah, are you two back weeks already. The off-season is the very short. Does, yeah. No sleep for us.
1: We used to have that. I remember I played indoor cricket for a while and the seasons would just they roll make straight it into one or the other. Can. Yeah. It was never an off-season. Often they didn't even tell us when yeah, one season yeah. would end and the next one would finish. Would start, yeah, just roll straight into.
2: Yeah, big time. Yeah. A funny thing. I like to think our league is whoever runs it is the biggest capitalist in basketball <laughs> Victoria. They they tried to make us pay to play an extra game on a public holiday. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Which I just I haven't seen that before. I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. We also regularly rock up and we have to use our basketballs that we bring to the game oh, really? they, they don't, don't even give you a ball. Them. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Jesus. So,
0: one time we had, they w- wanted us to ref our games as well. Yeah, to shout out to Nana Wadding Basketball, you guys kill it.
2: Yeah, good eyes.
0: Uh, yeah. Anyway, Miller, how? Well, talk us through your Easter mate and your your weekend. Uh, we haven't heard yeah, from pretty you
1: for a good, bit. pretty good. We yeah, we all had last week off, I think, because. Um, yeah, we we were all in different directions for Easter. I was down back down at Apollo Bay. My family got a house down there for Easter. Uh, did some surfing, took the kids out for some Easter egg hunts. Yeah, a bit of bit of running around, some nice trails up that way. Uh, sat around, drank some beers. It Was nice. Um, and yeah, so the last week fantasy-wise was pretty good as well. Um, I think we both did pretty well. Well, me and Nug do um, had a shocker as usual. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I had a shocker, but I had such a good Sunday that I didn't even see what my score was until Monday morning. So that might be a story for a BEP bep after dark, as Nug knows. after dark. uh, Yeah, I'm not going to dive too much into my weekend for for reasons. But um, yeah, let's talk about classic. I had a shocker last week, so I scored 20... 2022, there were lots of twos in there. Uh, main things that cooked me was I had big Jacob Van Rooyen score 29 on my field instead of Fergus Green or Philippo. and then I also had Joey as the laid out, which they sort of really just kneecapped me, and then I didn't have a big captain score like everyone else. So, yeah, that hurt quite a bit.
1: Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have bagged out Dawson before the start of the round and said he was rubbish and you didn't want to bring him in.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, I do not recall.
1: You must be making that up. <laughs> do not recall. Here <laughs> we go. Uh, yeah, no, yeah.
0: always, always fair in love in war, Miller.
1: Yeah, well, I did pretty well. I got a uh, 2115, I put a nice VC on Dawson. Started the week uh, very nicely with that set up. Um, and, yeah, things just kept bubbling along. Didn't, didn't cop too many bullets and cop too many injuries. Uh, most people had a decent score, um, so yeah, pretty pretty happy with that.
0: Yeah, lovely. Real quick, Nug, how'd you go?
2: Uh, 22-16 for me, so I very think I nice. was top top 600 for the round, which I was pretty happy with, and jumped up into about 5k, so nice big week for me, which is something my team desperately needed.
0: Very, very nice. Good to hear that at least a couple of us are going well this year. Can't say the same... For myself,
1: and,
0: uh, but yeah. Anyway, the reason that we're we've moved to a Thursday night, and I love that we're it's only round five, and we're already spending the first five minutes not talking about fantasy. Wait till we get to round ten, everyone. This won't yeah. even be a fantasy podcast. Around, but... Round
1: twenty-three, it'll be pointless. We'll just be ragging on stuff.
2: Yeah. If we make yeah. it, yeah, that's
1: true. Long year. <laughs> yeah,
0: we've already had one week off. Could be a few to come. Uh, But, yeah, no, we're we're here for the fans. And in the absence of Thursday Night Footy, we thought what better chance than to have a really relevant podcast to listen to on Friday Uh, because, yeah, we'll get to talk about all the team news and everything. So that's where we're going to start, actually. And I've just got, like, a little rundown at each game and uh, some of the big news there. So I'm not going to go through the team, like, list the ins and outs because if you're listening, you can do this as we go along. So instead, uh, for the Bulldogs, probably the one – Thing to note there is Toby McLean's back in the 22. He's down to 345k, which is like getting seriously cheap. And um, Bailey Smith, they said today, is probably out next week as well. And like, there's a chance McLean will go into the midfield uh, with Smith out and play. Like, that's where he plays his best footy. He's kind of useless as a small forward. So I think he, I reckon he'll get a crack in there. And yeah, that's one of
1: those wrinkles in the teams, though, isn't it? Because it doesn't actually tell you that. Because he was in the squad last week it doesn't actually say Toby McLean in. You actually have to go on the teams and see that he's been named. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have That's an annoying. eagle eye yeah. eagle eye
0: like me. That's what you listen to the bet for. You don't miss anything mm. here. And uh for Frio, similar situation. Brody was the sub last week and now he's into the twenty two now. He could get really, really cheap. He's seven hundred and thirty seven K. He's got a break even of one thirty seven, so if he even if he scores a hundred this week, he'll still lose a bit of money and like I mean, if he gets yeah, back in there big minutes, big tog and stuff, like I reckon he, he's one that we could consider as a seriously underpriced mid. He was someone that people talked about as a potential top eight mid at the start of the year, so could be a massive uh bounce back for him. Uh, on to Port Adelaide, so West Coast I won't they just they're a shambles, you can look at that yourself, but Tickle in for Lysette probably the noticeable one. I don't. I think everyone's Ruck situation in Classic now should be reasonably settled, so I don't think it's that important there. But in draft leagues, if you're uh, yeah, short on Ruckman, Tickle will probably be sitting on a lot of your waivers to pick up, so go grab him. And uh, Williams was out for Port, but I have very reliable mail that he will be the sub for them this week. Um for the Giants, obviously Tom Green out with the suspension. Perryman straight back in for him. I probably want to flag there, like there could be a chance he goes to Neil or something. Uh, he's tagged in the past.
1: I don't know if Kingsley is big on that, but
0: yeah, could happen.
1: You've, with Port though, you've missed um, one of my personal favourite players. Uh, they're putting in old mate O Lord. <laughs> Do you even know who he is? Yeah, I know who he is, because I often look him up. He's one of those players that comes up. You look for a budget player, and it comes up and says, Oh, Lord. It's
2: you know, <laughs> pretty
1: funny. Um, oh, right. But yeah, a new relevant... I think he's still 200k, he must be, because I don't think yeah. never played um, before. He's
0: a key forward, so... so yeah,
1: that's oh, Lord. Courtesy. Yeah, indeed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think he's just in for Dixon, who's probably back next week, so... Oh,
1: okay, so you yeah. wouldn't bother with him.
0: Tread with caution, but uh, yeah, good pick up. The uh, Lions, there's not really anything fantasy relevant there, <laughs> unless you've got Jack Dunstan's stocks.
1: No, interesting they omitted Fort, though. He did really well last week.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, it must just be stiff. But yeah, I think so. I think they leg-
1: they put him in just to pick, pick place um, Gunston, so making him out to get Gunston back probably makes sense, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, with the cats, the main thing. Well, cats in the Swans game, main thing. I'm going to segue into my first bold prediction here, and feel free to drop your guys in at any point of the episode. But yeah, mine is going to be that Jeremy Cameron's going to kick more than ten goals this week. So the Swans pretty much really? didn't have a key defender last week. And not that bad. Yeah, they no, nah, they didn't have a key defender last week. Jack Raylock kicked five goals. Uh, and Francis is the only one that's coming this week. Both the McCartan boys are still out. Rampy's out, and I don't know if, like, Francis is not stopping Jeremy Cameron. They're back at GMHBA first game this the season. Mm. I reckon he will go crazy, and the that also means Mills will probably play full-time as a defender again this week, uh. and the big one is uh, Ryan Clark is in. He played on Stewart last year and uh, kept him to a really low score, so that's Fairly concerning for uh, us, Stuart
1: owners. And Will Gould's been axed after one game. Oh, did he? Yeah, so did. I know <laughs> that poor bloke.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, clearly shows what horse thinks of him. Exactly. Not yeah. a fan. Uh, no. Let's are we sure what he, he played? Made.
2: Or he... Uh, what he? was us?
0: Are we sure he played? Yeah,
1: I did. He came on as a sub. He ran around. He got a thirty or something. He he's
0: alive. And Yeah, Nug's a Which Hawks are. expert, so he's going to predict for us who he thinks will be on the extended bench over Ooh. there.
2: Yeah, so the the two that are definitely going to play, in my opinion, are uh, Meek and Ward. They're not going anyway. Uh, Scrimshaw, if he's right to go, he'll come straight back in for Seamus Mitchell. Uh, and then the last spot will be, in my opinion, between McGuinness and... Um, uh, Ken McDonald. For It depends if they want McGinnis in to tag like a Dawson type, which I would not be surprised, or if um, McDonald's good after coming on as the sub and, and they just want to blood him for some more games.
0: Yeah, I think you, you mean McKenzie. I'll just clear that McKenzie,
2: up. yeah, no, you're right, mate.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I tend to agree there. And for the Crows, I think it'll be pretty straightforward. Sloan, Tilthorpe, Salegio, and Miller all absolutely deserve to stay in the team for them. Uh, on to the Saners. So I think they're going to go with Clark, Butler, Cordy, and Stocker should stay definitely in the team. And then at the Blues, uh, this is where interesting because uh, Chinchota, however you say his name, he's named on the bench. What I reckon is going to happen is that Kennedy, Fisher, and Tom DeConing will all definitely play. And then I'd expect Plowman or Chinchota to play. And then I also think that Chera will go back uh, again this week and play half-back with, with Saad uh, out of the team. Uh, yeah, I think that Chera will. And yeah, I'm not too keen on Chinchote either because like, if he can't get in with all the guys they have out of the team, like, can't be good job security. For him.
1: Uh, yeah, he's the, there's not many new rooks to pick though, are there? It's, it's him or Lord and that's about it. Mm, it is a bit thin, but luckily we, we have a, a list
0: uh to come later in the episode, oh. so stay tuned for that. But uh yeah, for the Suns, Big Witty, he supposedly is back, but who knows if he actually is. So I think the Suns extended bench, assuming that Wits plays will be Humphrey, Farini, Roses and Andrew. Uh for the Ruse I'd expect it'll be Hall, Shields, Bergman and Phillips. Um Simkin out is pretty notable for Phillips. He's 398k now, but he had the second-most CBAs in the second half last week after Phillips went off. He's uh, improving like every week. He's break-even 16, but, I mean, if you are, like, desperate, he's he's got forward status. So I, I don't think he's the worst option in the world. What do you, what do you reckon of Will, Phil? Uh,
2: I wouldn't be chasing him at all, but... Um... I mean, he should go pretty well. The only sort of concern I have is in the preseason, he was having like 70, 80% CBAs and still only giving us like high 60 scores. So I wouldn't think he's going to come out and go like 85 or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what's he priced at? 398k.
1: Yeah, it's too much to punt on for mine. Yeah. If he was 300, I'd think about it.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely fair enough. Uh... And I think Simpkins only out for a week as well, so I do Do we
1: do we think there's any chance that Chisel gets cut late?
0: Yeah, definitely. I've heard a few uh, jungle drums that he might be, but they, I, as far as I'm aware, he's going to get like every chance to play. So, oh
1: okay, so but yeah, I pretty think comfortable
0: with the Corky, That's the worry. I think is that they, if it's still bad, they won't play him because then, if he got another like. Knock to it, then he could be out for like it could be one of those big ones that he misses a few weeks with. Um, so mm. that will just be they'll be very cautious with him. I and we
1: know Clarko loves a super laid out. Yeah, that jerk.
0: Yes, he he does. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh with the D's, probably the big news is that Van Royen held his spot, but I think that's only because Ben Brown is still out with his injury. So. Uh, yeah, I think it could be his last week for him unless he kicks a few goals against very undermanned Richmond. Uh, then Short, I think, will go back. If you look at their team, they've only got six defenders named unless they name Ralph, Ralph Smith, who's on the bench. Uh, if they don't, I think that means Short will go back. So how that impacts like Baker uh, could be one, could be something to watch. But uh, yeah, that's unless you guys have anything more you want to. I was going to say.
1: Big Max is back, so if anyone's got Grundy, that um, that run's probably going to come to an end. If you picked yep, him up yep. and been rocking with him, yeah, that's been all right.
0: Yeah, I, a lot yeah. Comp- I reckon you could ride him this week because he's going to be going in the time Grundy's going to be in the ruck, He's going going up against like Ben Miller or Samson Ryan, so yeah. he's going to absolutely kill. And they again. might
1: they might kind of quietly push Max back in as well. He might rest on yeah. him. Yeah. Someone called Jacob Bauer has been named for Richmond. He probably won't get off the extended bench, you think, but I don't know much about that guy.
0: Uh, yeah, I can't say I do either. But, yeah, I, I couldn't see. I the, All the other six guys on the bench would be far yeah, more likely to play. Yeah, think you. so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for, now we're going to start talking trades this week. That was a lot of heavy, heavy, heavy content. So, uh, now lighten us up a bit. Tell us what's going on here.
2: Yeah, so I, I think I'll sort of go into, like, philosophy and what we what we sort of want to be doing these next couple of weeks. So it, at this point of the season, none of us have enough money unless you've come in with a war chest or anything. None of us have enough money to upgrade to those top, top guys just yet. So the point of these next couple of weeks is to get those guys that you still think of value can push maybe five, between five and ten points of that top group. Um, and still get a rookie off the ground, because that's obviously the main goal, is to get those players off the ground as quick as possible. Um, so what I've mainly highlighted is guys who I think are underpriced, and you can keep until the buyers potentially longer if they pop. Um, the first one I'll go over. Miller's going to love this one. That's Zachy Buddies. Forget it. So, <laughs> so he's priced at 81. His price is actually pretty good. So give the, la- the last... The last two weeks, he's had uh, 66% um, CBAs. And obviously, we've seen his scoring uptick as well. I don't think Port's going to move him out of there, considering how good he's been lately. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think of think of Butters as an option?
1: I think you know what I think of Butters, but I'll throw it to
0: you. I just don't rate Port's scoring enough. Uh, like the way they they play, yeah. It's hard to put a finger on it, on why they're like ceiling is limited so much, but like you just look at the numbers with their team and uh like, what, how many it was just that like that super wet game like perfect for a guy like Butters just to win lots of hardball and how many tackles did he have? I'm just having a look at that.
1: What he has a habit of burning people. You he did to have heaps of the he ball.
0: Uh, oh, Which game was
2: this against the Dogs? Yeah, or it wasn't game.
0: many tackles. He only had two. So he just had stacks, but he had 32 touches. Uh, yeah I just I don't like that and I also like the way he plays I still just think he's like a walking waiting injury so hundred hmm, percent not for me but yeah you like him Rob?
2: yeah I'll, I think I'll be getting him in um I think at least for me at the start of preseason I viewed him like I had him over Rosie basically until I saw how shit he was in the cracky matches um yeah so I was pretty hot on him coming into the season, so uh I'm happy to back him in again at a little bit cheaper than what he started at. I think at 81, like, I can almost definitely say he's going to average more than that. Um It's just more about if he gives you a, a 40 and gets injured, then you're in a bit of strife. But there's a few guys on this list that are injury-prone or, or tag-prone, and that's sort of why they're on, like, they're this cheap. Um... The next guy I had on my list, that was Lockie Whitfield. So, just gained defender status this week. He's priced at 85, um, and he's probably only a 90 to 100 guy these days, but I think he's still going to be close enough to top six, um, and at that price, he's pretty attractive. Another injury-prone guy, but what do you guys think about that?
1: Yeah, he's. you've got to kind of keep in mind what you're getting. You're not getting Whitfield of previous years. Like you said, he's going to get that... That 80 or 90, he's not going to pop to be that 120 guy. So if you're thinking he's going to do that, he's not. You're not picking a gun mid, you're picking a kind of average defender. But then I guess that's what you're paying. Um, not a particularly attractive option, but it's not bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even have anything to add to that. It was a nice summation.
2: Yeah. Uh, next guy. This one is one I quite like that's Lockie Neal. So he's priced at ninety eight. Um obviously had a down start to the year. I think he's down over a hundred grand now. Um I think with the way the Lions are playing this year he's not gonna be a one ten guy but uh if you get a guy priced at ninety eight and he goes one oh five or even like one oh eight for the next six eight weeks that's a that's a huge buy in my opinion.
1: Yeah and I think the thing to to keep in mind about Neil was he had an absolute Killer last week, but he is from country South Australia, so I think he went out there kind of looking to put on a show, and he certainly did it. So I don't know that he's going to do that every week, but yeah, I think he is what 841. I think it's a bargain, and he, he could have some big scores in there.
0: Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, he's definitely the best, like, underpriced, uh, like, mid premium option for me this week. I was going to actually get him for Warpal until Warple scored 115.
2: Um, this one comes with a flag with uh, Ryan Clark being in the team Um, that's Tom Stewart so he's priced at 85 as well and he's we know what he can do he's going to be close to top six and I think they're almost at that point of the season where they have a bunch of games at home Um, and yeah they have that early buy as well which is super handy so he's one even if you don't get him this week I'd be trying to get him in the next couple
1: yeah, he's another one I think that he's not going to do what Tom Stewart used to do. I don't think he's going to crush it, but he'll be solid enough and he's cheap enough. Um, yeah, I think you put him in there and you do a job, but he's not going to dominate in the way that he used
0: to. Yeah, he's back in the... They, they're they playing at GMHBA like every second week now, starting this week. So yeah, and I mean, Clark, he might come in and, and tag him, but the Swans have got... I think they got a lot of issues too, so... Maybe, there's not, it's not like a guarantee that he will, I don't think. But yeah, he might.
2: Yep. Uh, The other one I wanted to touch on, I don't think, well, maybe you could, it could win you a a car, who knows. But Callum Mills is all the way down priced at 100, and like, we know what he can do when he gets a good role. Um, I do think he's probably going to play defense, but maybe if the Swans lose this week and their season's sort of going a bit pear-shaped um he's one that you could jump on thinking like surely horse throws him into the middle um just sort of turn their season around especially if he gets even cheaper than he is now i just wanted to highlight him mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think if he did get even cheaper than he is now you'd pick him up i still don't think he's that great a value at that price i mean he's only got one score over 100 this year he's certainly not going to pump out the big scores like he used to but um uh, if they get, if they've got a good, I don't know what their runs like going forward, but if they've got a good fixture, it could be worth looking
2: at. Yeah, I think he'll he will get another go in the midfield at some point, and he will um, be like an amazing buy at some point in the season. You just got to time it right. Yeah, they've got um, they like the
1: Cats, the Giants, the Pies, and Frio, so the fixture's not great.
2: Yeah, yeah. As I said, it would take some big gooners to jump on him this yeah, early.
1: Yeah, the Bep team should do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll see. Um, there's two cheaper guys I wanted to um highlight, and for the most part, these guys are hard to back in at this part of the year, just because if you're if they if they shit the bed and you're stuck with them for a month or two, um, you want to be upgrading elsewhere. You don't want to be fixing holes in your team at this point of the season. That's what the first month and a bit are for. Um, But the first one is Chase Jones, so he's had two real good games in a row and he's playing on the wing for the Crows, he sort of looks freed up in a way and I think he's playing for his career, Um, so he's priced at 56 and I think he probably needs to go seventy-five, eighty, which is really good scoring for a winger, so he's not one I'm keen on but he's definitely, like his break-even's like 9 so if you want to use him just to make a bit of cash that's fine but... Yeah, I'm not too hot on him. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah,
1: it's a stepping stone downgrade. You got to know what you're buying. He did put on an upper 33 a couple of weeks ago, um, but I don't know what. I only have 33 percent talk by the looks of it, so it's excusable. Yeah,
2: I think he might have ended up. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah. Look, if you if you're downgrading and you want to make some cash, or you haven't got much cash to upgrade from a deadhead somewhere, there's there's certainly a lot worse choices. Um, yeah, it, you're not going to keep him for too long, but um. Yeah, if it's if that's all you can get to, um, then yeah, I think I'd be fine.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's got a bit, just a bit too much history for me of re- just going absolutely missing in a game. He should be really good against the Hawks that, this yes. week, but uh, yeah, it's, as you sort of were saying when you introduced that these two players uh That yeah, it's very risky if they go wrong. Like you can get start like everyone else will be getting rookies off the field and all of a sudden you got a five hundred K heap of shit who's scoring sixty that you need to remove from your team. So yeah, you gotta be very careful.
1: Yeah, mid prices this time of year are difficult because all the good ones have already popped.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The other one I wanted to touch on, and Doe will probably have a bit more insight on him, that's uh, JJ. So he's priced at 57, very similar to Jones. He's got that defender forward, which is super handy. um, And he seems to be sort of empowered in that half-back role with Daniel playing more forward lately. Um, Doe, what would you say with him? Is, Is he... Like, can you see him keeping it up? What, what do you think he'll average?
0: Definitely. I think he'll go between 75 and 80, if uh, continuing at halfback. And he's been so good there since he went back there. And he's, he's playing, like, as, like, a sweeper, almost, in the halfback. Like, as soon as we get the ball, he's always sort of, like, the deepest guy that's getting us going on the switch because then he's, like, kicking it and then he's using, like, his power to run and, like, receive handballs up the ground. So... Yeah, like I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. And anyone who's follows me on Twitter would have seen me put it out a few weeks ago about him. And I just didn't have the balls to follow through. And it's probably the story of uh, my life, really. I'm just a bit of a yeah. Don't put my money where my mouth is. And yeah, I wish I wish I had because I would have made already seventy k from him and uh, better points than my piece of shit F six. On-
1: on that guy, yes, but you've also would have if you put your money where your mouth is, you would have made a whole lot of shit calls.
0: Yeah, definitely, but unfortunately, I've only put <laughs> money wherever the mouth is on some of the really shit calls. So uh, that's true. Yeah, I haven't done it on on the good ones, and yeah, JJ, I honestly, I think he's just gonna kill it, and yeah, got like yeah, big right, open spaces good, yeah. at Optus tomorrow. Like, I just can't if he just keeps playing back like I midfield and back line is so shit that the ball gets down there uh, a lot so he yeah he's going to keep going I reckon
1: yeah I think so um, what have they got they've got Frio and then the Hawks and then the Giants and then the Blues uh, and the Crows so not bad yeah, the run's pretty solid
2: one thing I will say the players at that price range while I won't like recommend any of them if you do if you are one of the people trying to get off Tom Green and you do want to still upgrade elsewhere. It could be a play to go down to a JJ type and then you can still get like a Chandler or a uh, McKenzie up to someone worth worth fielding and someone who you think you could keep until the buyers and then that way you are still playing one less rookie on the ground.
1: Yep. Or you could just build up a big-ass war chest for next week. That's <laughs> yeah, or that. I'm
2: that's, that's all the guys I had in terms of targets for this week. Anyone else you guys... Uh, uh,
1: yeah, that's probably a good segue in my at least little section, which is um, why you should trade Tom Green and who you should trade him to. Um, now, I think there's there's some reasons to hold Tom Green, which I wouldn't go into. He's only out for the... It's just the one week, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's not too long, and he has been punching out some big numbers. But, um, yeah, so with that in mind, I think everyone will probably opt to hold Tom Green, Uh, And so there is a big opportunity for those who are trading him out, especially if you're going to trade him out to big scores. Now, you'd either be trading him out to big scores or trading him out for money um, and, you know, upgrading elsewhere or or getting a big one chest to upgrade somewhere next week. So there's a a few options in there, and some of them we talked about, um, you know, going going down to Neil, um, you know, uh Brody, there's a few others you could look at in that space. Uh, what I'm probably going to do, though, is go up to Sarong. Uh, we didn't mention him, and I think he's a very good option. Uh, what do you guys think of Sarong?
0: I think...
2: Yeah, I got him last oh, week, okay. mate, and I'm stoked with him. Up. He's not going anywhere. For me,
0: the worry, and why I didn't get Sarong last week, is I think the draw coming up for Freo is very, very tough for midfielders. Uh, like the Bulldogs... Uh, well, actually, I don't know what we are this year for midfielders, but I, don't, I still don't think it's e particularly easy. It's not,
1: yeah. Uh, the Gosh,
0: lions, remember are,
1: that.
0: Yeah, lions are tough. Hawks not so tough. Swans are very tough. Cats are very tough. Demons are tough. So I just think the run gets the really hard for stretchy. him. And the value's, like, gone. Ships down. Yeah, Yeah.
2: The- yeah, the value has gone, I think, a little bit. I think he's probably priced at, what, like 105, 106 now, and... Um, I think you can go 110 maybe but yeah there's not a bunch of value. yeah,
1: yeah I think the other options you go you you, you can go uh, way up to someone like a, you know I, I would love to be able to afford Oliver so if you can you know sell the freaking farm um, and buy Oliver he's a captain option most weeks which is nice. Uh, Laird I probably wouldn't touch Walsh is interesting um, but yeah the other one I'd probably go is as we spoke about Neil. Uh, and then you've got Cogs, um, which is another interesting one. He's only 8.43, so I quite like the look of that. What do you guys think about Cogs?
0: Yeah, he's he's uh, definitely, like, good value now. I, and I, I mean, the worry is that with Perryman back and then Green back next week, like, kind of, if Cogs keeps being such a high-volume mm. midfielder, uh, just a, like a tiny flag there.
1: Yeah, and it's probably the same.
2: Yeah. I like him.
1: Uh, I looked at Trelaw, but then, yeah, there's too many dogs and mouse to feed. Like, he does tend to be the higher scorer of the Bulldogs mids, but, yeah, even 862 probably is a little bit much. Um, you can forget Tim Kelly because he's a jerk and he'll burn you every day of the week. Same with Zach Butters. Uh, one of them I really do like is Anderson. What do you guys think about him?
0: Well, the Suns have a great run coming up, but the I like the other Sun, Took, uh, a lot more. Oh, okay. He... Uh, yeah, I he's to. he's got in uh, very he's gotten like cheap for what he can produce. Like I think he can get back to like one one hundred nine, one ten this year, and he's like priced at low hundreds now. And the Suns run coming up is glorious for midfielders. So
1: I'd need to see him do it once or twice. He just hasn't looked great this year.
0: He's scored a hundred in every week except one.
1: Okay, I, mean, I guess it must be low hundreds. He's never jumped out and gone. Wow, look at Turk.
0: Hmm, but yeah, I I know I believe in him. His mark numbers are super low, which is the worry, but it's the way the Suns are playing at the moment, so he can't do much about it. But I think like the tackles in contested footy are going to just start to rise as the weather cools down a bit. they got a bunch of games coming up at Metricon where he typically scores well. He's the one for me if I was in the Tom Green camp.
1: The other things I looked at was you if you've got a bit of DPP to screw around with... Uh, I don't mind Zorko, but I don't think he's gonna. He will punch out big scores, but he probably won't do it every week.
0: He has been all right, though. Yeah, as a, a forward option. You'd have to be nuts to do that. I
1: don't know. I think Bold is yep. cool. Bold, um, yeah, Um, Yeah, another another cheap kind of mid-price. Who's been consistent without setting the world on fire no one's talking about him? Uh, McPherson. Oh,
2: oh, Dust. Yeah,
1: big Dust. I suppose he's actually not that cheap. He's six fifty nine, so you probably get better value, but. He's got like a ninety most weeks.
2: Yeah, I'd be going up to it, like a Butters or a yeah, Whitfield or even exactly. like a, a Baker type before yeah, him. Yeah,
1: he's, uh, he's probably a bit too much to be considered. Um, yeah, that was about all the options I had. But I am very in favour of uh, of booting Tom Green and trying to maximise the score this week. And that for you, that way you're catching up. Uh, you just
2: yeah, I think. I think with Green, the other thing you have to keep in mind is, while it might be good to get, like, I don't know, an Oliver, whoever you want this week, whatever mid you like, Um, say you get that sugar hit, you get the big score, but the people that are holding him, they get Green back next week and they probably get a better primo instead of, like, a Chandler or a Wilmot, whoever their last rookie on ground is. They probably get a better primo next week. So it might be like, I've jumped rank this week, I've had a big score because I traded him out. Um I got the guy I like but next week it might be it might be the opposite Do you yeah, know what I mean You never
1: know what happens this week though, next week though Like someone big could go out next week
2: and you could go oh, I'll trade Tom Green back in Well that's what's ha- that's what's happened a lot with um like Will Day people held him and then Green got suspended and now they if they want to hold them both for another yeah. week they're looking real thin for this week and you know, it's a big call to Next make. week
1: I might trade Will Day back in you never know
2: I almost <laughs> definitely will
1: yeah,
0: that's the plan. I for me, the reason to trade Green is that I think he's made. I think he's made his money. Like the reason you started that's him true. was it is a value mid, and now like he he's made what 120k already. I don't think he's got much left to make. I think now is yep. the right time to jump ship on him because uh, I don't think he's a top eight mid. So yeah, for me, I would trade him. But yeah, Nug made some good points. So I'm just going to quickly make some points about some rookies. Uh, as I as I mentioned ages ago, uh, so the my number one rookie option is Matty Johnson. So break even at eight two hundred and fifteen k. He played on the wing last week. He'll play on the wing again this week. And against the Bulldogs, there should be uncontested marks galore for the wingers. And yeah, I think he I think he's gonna have a sneaky good game tomorrow night. And I think Freo just love him. Like he was the guy in preseason. Every single match him was like getting pump up from the journos and stuff. And I, yeah, I think he'll stay in the team. And yeah, job security is so important now because the rookies you're trading in right now might still be there when the buyers hit, when we just need green dots everywhere. So really need to consider it. Uh, Wagner is my next one. His job security makes me nervous but because Chapman should be back either next week or the week after. But if he holds his spot with Chapman back, I think he should hold his spot for good. Break even at 21, 299k. The Bulldogs give up an insane amount of points to defenders. I think he could have a really good game tomorrow, and I'd, I'd have him at D6 over guys like Wilmot and stuff for sure. Um, Matty Roberts at the Swans. The only thing that makes me nervous with him is job security. I think one shit game and he will get hooked pretty quickly. But break even a six forward status two hundred and thirteen k if he keeps his spot he if he if I was really confident in his job security he would have been number one. Uh, Nug kind of deflated my balloon here with Mitchell, who I had at four. I think if he stays in the team, you could get him. But job security would yeah is pretty low. And then Chin off from the Blues, I don't think he'll play this week. But even if he does. The job security is still a concern for me. They're sort of where I landed on the rookies. Did you uh, have any thoughts, Miller, on any of them?
1: You forgot. You forgot our mate. Oh Lord! Oh, um, yeah. yeah, wouldn't yes. be touching him. Oh Lord, he couldn't, couldn't do that. Um, funny name. though. pun potential is very strong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nug, any thoughts with the rookies?
2: Uh, I will just say on Mitchell, he did actually play really well for the Hawks on the weekend. He was quite handy. Um... And it's probably it'd be stiff for him to get it dropped, to be honest, because him and Long were both very good. So, um, I wish look, I wish he could play more games, but yeah, like Scrimshaw is like guaranteed best 22. So if he's right to go, he's just gonna come straight back in. Yeah. Just on rookies, what the hell does Josh Fahey or Faye, or whatever his name is
1: have to do? Why is he not getting a game?
0: Just the halfbacks are pretty flushed at the Giants with like yeah, Ash and a- Whitfield and stuff.
1: Billion possessions in the BFL every week.
0: Yeah, he'll be one that he'll come in at some point this year.
1: I must have had him in my trade plans for the last like three weeks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, he'll he'll get there at some point. Well, you you said you have trade plans, Miller. What are your captain plans? plans?
1: Ah, my captain plans. Now, this is interesting because I usually do my very, very um, well-researched piece of having a look at the fixture and just blankly reckoning stuff um, because that's the way to do it, I think. Um, Far less traceable. Uh, But, yeah, it's it's nothing obvious has jumped out. The the sides are reasonably well-matched. There's no good players against terrible sides this week, as there usually is either in the in the midfield or in the ruck. Um, so it gets a bit tricky, but we'll kind of run through it game by game and, and have a look at what I think's good. So uh, jumping off the first couple in terms of your VC options, uh, Frio versus Western Bulldogs. Obviously, it's going to be a pretty well-matched midfield and ruck option, but they both, I think, both of those Ruckman will kind of give up points to each other. So you could probably VC both. But if you've got English, I think throwing a, a VC in English is not a bad option. Uh, but then the Port and the West Coast games, obviously West Coast are terrible. Um, if only Port had decent midfielders, but obviously you have none to speak of. So you could possibly um, put a VC on Rosie or... Yeah, no one else comes to mind that you can put a VC on for Port. Um, so we'll move on. Uh, GWS and the Lions, I don't think anyone's going to jump out there. Geelong and Sydney wouldn't have thought so. Adelaide against Hawthorne probably presents some options. Uh, Dawson or Laird, I'd probably lean towards Dawson. But, yeah, if you've got Laird, worth a go. Uh, Carlton and St Kilda, nothing jumps out. The Gold Coast and North are probably as bad as each other. So, is someone going to dominate? I don't know if we were more be inclined to have a look at Shiesel if where we were guaranteed he'd actually play. Maybe LDU but yeah, I'm not that keen on it either. Um, Melbourne and Richmond well, if you've got Oliver, I think that's another pretty easy captain selection and Collingwood and Essendon, you could do worse than captaining Dacos if you've got um, you want to raid around for that late in the round. Uh, he will probably put up a big score. I don't, can't see them tagging him. Uh, and, and a big occasion on Anzac Day, so I think he's probably going to look to try and dominate that game. So that's would probably be my pick of the captain's options, I guess. Yeah, um, But yeah, nothing me, huge I'm, that jumps I might throw a
2: VC on Rosie against West probably. Coast. I reckon he could be pretty what good. Um, although, actually, no, I can use Heath. He, all good. And then into, um, into Dacos on, uh, the, on the Tuesday, I think. I like him. The uh the one thing to consider with the Hawks and Adelaide game, just watch for McGuinness. He's on the extended bench. If he gets named, he'll almost definitely go to Dawson and I I would think that would nullify his impact a little bit. But yeah, watch the teams tomorrow for that one.
0: Fucking tag
1: is the worst.
0: Yeah, it used to happen to me all the time when I played footy.
1: Well people would tag you.
0: Yeah, I used to nah. What, I, I have been tagged before. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've I've been tagged before. I've so. been a tagger. I've never been tagged
0: before. I've been a tagger and tagged. One time I got tagged in under it was in under fifteens, I think, and I left the ground or under fourteens, one of those two. And um I remember like crying at half time because I just like couldn't get anywhere near the ball and this guy just kept giving me like cheap shots in the ribs off the ball all game. And then my coach like grabbed me and just told me to start being a man. So, Gosh. yeah, it's good encouragement as a I as a young kid.
1: I didn't get to the ball without being tagged, but then no one's ever tagged a back pocket, so it's probably fair.
2: <laughs> good old back pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's player.
1: where we, where you put the chumps. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> good
1: eyes.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, tagging is a funny game. I once in our grand final in under nineteens, I was meant to be tagging this guy who was like a gun half back. And then it was, like, all going well. And then I got sling tackled in the second quarter and, like, knocked out. And then I remember at halftime, like, the coach tried to bake me because that guy had had a bunch of the ball in the second quarter and he didn't realize that I'd been off the ground, like, so knocked out. And then the, <laughs> the trainer was like to him, mate, what the fuck? He hasn't even been <laughs> on the ground.
1: How do you not realize that as a coach? Jesus. Yeah, he,
0: he had some uh, – he was an interesting man. I'll leave it at like that. It. Could get very, very angry. But he was—he was, was my—he's f- funnily enough, though, He was my favourite coach I ever had. But he was just uh he had some flaws.
2: That was for sure. Uh, uh, cool. Well, yeah. Wait, wait,
1: are we up to questions? Do we get many? I don't think so. I don't...
2: we've just got the one. So I can <laughs> yeah, do that question. <laughs> All right. Dave D. Is Hopper finally worth bringing in? Nah.
1: No, I don't think so. Let's have a look at Hopper. We might as well spend some time doing this, we've got only one question. Uh, 7.52, had that one score of 111. Uh, what's he done before that? Meh. No, not convincing. Not at that price. I think there's better options. Um, but if you're bold, you could have a stab. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just nothing right with it either.
0: I love the way you said that, Miller. I think there's better options.
1: There's definitely better options. It's very Pete of me, isn't it? Oh, well, look, there's better options. Any lots of possibilities could yeah. happen. There's a scenario uh, in which those could, in which that might be good.
0: I think that's just generally a lot of a lot of people. Which we're not here. We're we're bold here. We we make outlandish statements. Yeah, so guys, so, do you have um, a bold Yeah, prediction? fuck him off. Oh, all right. Uh, that wasn't where I was going, but either of you have a bold prediction for this week? Uh,
1: yes, I got a couple. Um, I think Butters is going to go sub 70 and have some kind of injury awareness issue. Uh, and I think <laughs> Neil's going to go 130 plus.
0: Nice. No, oh, actually, not nice. Predicting injuries is shit behaviour,
1: mate. Injury awareness. I'm tempering it down a bit. Okay. He's not gonna get injured. He's just gonna spend half the game off from for some kind of awareness.
2: Alright. Uh Nug? Uh my one is six key defenders turn up this week. Six? Yes. Yeah, I like that.
0: All right, keep track of that bebers and uh yeah the the post you'll probably be I assume everyone will be listening to this on Friday, so the post will be up, but yeah, make sure you get them in, we love reading them, and I think the best one we had from last week do you do you happen to have it Nug, or?
2: Uh, I'll have to scroll up and I'll check, give me I've, a second. Off the
0: top of my head is, he predicted Crows and Port to win, which, pretty weak boldness, but then he predicted yeah, Warple, so. a Warple ton or something, and yep. considering Warple had been so shit, that was pretty good, he said, Rosie, 110, which 108 for Rosie was pretty bloody yeah, close. Nice. And then, what did he say for Whitfield? 120. Uh, yeah, he only got 88, yeah. so that was a bit off, but. There wasn't that many good ones. The other good one was Jack Rewalt to kick five. But uh, what was the, his handle? Nug. No, I don't have it in
2: front of me. Uh, All in Pav. All in Pav. Well, I'll, messi- yeah, I'll message you tomorrow, Mr. Pav. Yeah. So um, was there terrible ones?
1: That's the funny side of it. Let
2: me have a look.
0: There, there were. There were. My phone just died, though, so I not Oliver's can't
1: score will be less than 100. Pretty sure he got more than 100. Um,
0: there were a lot of people who were predicting Oliver to do bad.
1: Yeah. to hit one thirty. Um, Darcy one fifty. Yeah, people just—they're really bold. I like it, but it makes you look crap when you lose. Um,
2: <laughs> Dacos to be tagged for sub seventy. <laughs>
1: Freebolt to kick a bag. Who is that? Yeah. Name and shame that
0: one.
2: Uh, Aaron De La Porte. Oh, I love.
0: We love Aaron actually. So.
2: Yeah, he's a good might, good man. I might mute that part of it. Sam Doss, Hayden Young, one hundred and sixty-five.
1: Someone said there would be five scores over 140. I'm pretty sure sh- well, there wasn't, was there? Yeah, Nug- that was me. Nug's yeah, gone
0: yeah. the early crumb at halftime at Adelaide game go
1: when Laird and Dawson big.
0: were both going huge.
2: <laughs> there was a few 130s though, right? Uh, maybe. Sarong so 125, Swallow 125.
0: Oh, that's all right. Swallow went very well, I think.
2: Yeah, kicked a bunch. And Sarong had 120.
0: 125.
1: You went exactly 41 tonnes. I don't even know. Do they keep stats on the exact number of tonnes somewhere? I'm going to quickly count while you guys
0: talk. I'll count.
2: Okay.
1: All right.
2: I reckon you could be on, Doe. The first game has, like,
1: eight. There will be a debutant who scores 100. Nope.
2: While while Doe counts these up, Miller, what are your plans for your trades this week? Uh,
1: I am going to go trading green out, uh, at the moment, it's wrong, but I might look at that and go uh, a Neal or an, an Anderson or something, but it's going to be I'm going to be aiming to put a big scoring mid in there. And then I've still got uh, Cesar to fix up and some other injuries that have been kicking around in my bench, so I'm probably going to boot a dead bench guy and pick in a, a 200k rookie. Um, if there is one, otherwise, yeah, maybe... Um, uh, who was that um, 211 guy that uh, Doe mentioned? Um, Johnson. Yeah, I'll probably try and get Johnson,
2: maybe. Yep, old Dick. Um For me, uh, let me go find the screenshot to find what I'm actually going to do, but it was... Here we are. So, Mackenzie and Chandler to Roberts and Butters, as it stands. Nice. I'm not
1: sold on Roberts, but I'm... I... He Definitely makes not nervous. sold on butters, so that is, a, that is a terrible trade week. I'm going to enjoy yeah, we'll it. Say it. Yeah, we'll see it. I can't um, wait. Yeah, I I, I literally <laughs> won't wait. I'll bag it now. <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to go, I think, Jinbi to JJ, and then Tao, I'm going to get his sub red dot shit off my team and go him to uh, either Phillips or down to maddie roberts or johnson i've got to decide that but uh in other news there was 58 tons last week so i wasn't even close maybe yeah with your prediction this week to show us that you listen to the pod do a prediction and then do a comma with a number next to it and that's numbers how many tons you think they'll get but don't give context to that bit it's a uh, for the people that only listen to the pod, and then you can be right, the only people eligible to uh if you get it right, if you get the num exact number right, then you can do the trades next week, even if your prediction's wrong. Is that a Yeah. Can I is that am I allowed to do that?
2: Yeah, I'll play that.
0: Yeah. Alright, sweet. I don't know how much sense that made. I'm a bit delirious at the moment, but uh yeah, I think we probably can wrap it up there. Do we cover everything? Yeah. All right, very good. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Miller appears to have dropped out, but you don't need to hear him say goodbye, although there's every chance he'll come roaring in in any second and scream bye. But otherwise, see you later, everyone.
2: See ya.